Hello, everyone, and welcome to the October 11th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Let's get started with our litigation report. The California Supreme Court unanimously upheld Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger's furlough plan for state employees and ruled that state workers were not entitled to back pay. The High Court, in its 86-page opinion, said the governor had the legal authority to order 200,000 workers to take three days off each month without pay. Schwarzenegger had issued an executive order in 2008 to implement his plan to furlough workers two days a month. The number of days was bumped up to three in 2009 as state revenues continued to drop. The furloughs reduced employee earnings by about 10% and are estimated to save the state $80 million a month. The Professional Engineers in California Government and the SEIU Local 1000 filed a lawsuit claiming the furloughs were unconstitutional. An Alameda County Superior Court judge sided with the unions back in March. If the Supreme Court had agreed, Workers could have received more than $1 billion in back wages, but the state's high court rejected the judge's ruling. Instead, it found that lawmakers had endorsed the governor's order by adopting state employee pay reductions in its 2008 revised Budget Act. According to the court, the legislature tactically agreed to the furloughs by passing budget bills that assumed furlough savings. There are roughly 40 furlough lawsuits in various lower courts around the state, but legal experts say the high court ruling could settle them. The state Supreme Court also took a fourth furlough case involving employees at the State Compensation Insurance Fund, which has not yet been scheduled for hearing. However, a footnote in this case seems to suggest that the High Court will apply the same reasoning to the Skiff case. The Court of Appeal ruled that new and conflicting law on which PDRS to use to rate an injury is good cause to reopen a prior award. Here's what happened. Avia Gonzalez sustained an industrial injury to his right knee, back, and left lower extremity while employed as a roofer by Barrett Business Services. He had a knee surgery in 2005 and received temporary total disability until 2006. NAME prepared a comprehensive medical legal report in 2007 finding permanent disability. The AME said he was PNS as of January 2007. In 2007, the work comp judge held a trial on the sole issue of whether the 1997 PDRS or the 2005 PDRS applied to the rating. The work comp judge ruled that the 2005 PDRS applied. At the time, the 2007 case of Vera versus WCAB was the controlling law. The work comp judge followed Vera which said that the applicant had to be permanent and stationary prior to 2005 for the old PDRS to apply. The judge found that the applicant's condition did not become permanent and stationary until 2006. However, the judge stated that in his view, the type of fracture diagnosed by the primary treating physician before 2005 was a permanent impairment 
the judge suggested that if he had not been bound by Vera, he would have found that the old schedule would have applied. In October 2008, the applicant moved to reopen the issue of which rating schedule applied based upon a change in the law that he alleged had resulted from Court of Appeal decisions subsequent to Vera. The Second District Court of Appeal in 2008 decided the case of Genlite Group v. WCAB and the 2008 case of Zenith Insurance Company v. WCAB both disagreed with the holding in Vera. In April 2009, the work comp judge issued a new decision in which he found that good cause existed to reopen the case and under the newer cases, the old 1997 PDRS applied. The employer filed a petition for reconsideration. The board issued an opinion and decision after reconsideration in which the majority of the panel held that there had been no change in the law and thus there was no good cause to reopen the original decision. The board emphasized that Vera had not been overruled and was still citable and that the Supreme Court had not resolved the conflict between Vera on the one hand and Genlite and Zenith on the other. The board rescinded the April 2009 decision reopening the applicant's case. The Court of Appeal was reversed. They concluded that although Vera was controlling law prior to the issuance of the Genlite decision, after Genlite, there ceased to be controlling law on the issue of which schedule to use. This development constituted a significant change in the law and it constituted good cause to reopen the case. The court held that subsequent judicial decisions may affect a change in the law without overruling an earlier contrary decision. Here, the case law changed from a binding rule under Vera to a situation in which a judge or board panel may choose whether to follow Vera or Genlite. The board's decision was annulled. The case was remanded to the board to apply the Genlite standard, which the court concluded was better law than Vera. The Court of Appeal annulled a WCAB award of serious and willful misconduct in the published opinion of Big Crane and Rigging versus WCAB. Paul Hunt was injured while assisting with the dismantling of a truck crane used during a shutdown operation at the Chevron Oil Refinery in Richmond, California. During the dismantling process, workers were attempting to remove several pins out of the next boom section. Mark Mom, a co-worker, walked over to where they were working and had them stop until blocks were placed under the boom. An assist crane had been brought over to lift the boom and Mom placed two blocks under the boom section. Instead of returning to the cab to tighten the bridle, Mom walked over to where Hunt was standing. He then told the iron workers to stand back and called for everyone to have their feet out of the way while he pounded out a bottom pin. Mom thought his feet were sufficiently out of the way and did not look to see if Hunt's feet were also clear. Two boom sections, each weighing approximately 4,000 pounds, dropped about eight inches onto Mr. Mom's foot and Mr. Hunt's lower leg and ankle. The boom sections dropped because there was insufficient support under one of the sections. Mom had been blocking booms for over 30 years. 
had read industry standards and publications, and had twice taken tests on the task and performed well. He claims he was distracted by having to stop and redirect the iron workers and did not know that blocks were not properly in place. The WCAB sustained a serious and willful misconduct award against the employer. They ruled in part that the operator of the crane and the general foreman were both managing officers of Big Crane, which is a requirement under the S&W statute. Big Crane challenged the award in the Court of Appeal, which concluded that Mom, as the operator of a single piece of heavy equipment performing a specific assigned task, was not an executive, managing officer, or general superintendent. This finding was therefore inconsistent with the S&W award, which was reversed. And now our fraud report. For the second time in two weeks, the LAPD has arrested one of its own on suspicion of workers' compensation fraud. This time, a 15-year veteran of the force was charged with more than half a dozen felony counts in connection with his workers' compensation claim. John Javier Vach Jr. was charged in a felony complaint with four counts of insurance fraud and one count each of perjury by declaration, attempted perjury under oath, and attempted grand theft. The defendant bailed out immediately after a surrender on $120,000 bail. Vach allegedly operated two private businesses while out on a disability claim for job-related stress. The defendant purportedly also sought a lifetime disability pension. Prosecutors allege that the defendant signed a fraudulent document under penalty of perjury and received benefits to which he was not entitled. Vach was last assigned to the LAPD Major Crimes Division. If convicted as charged, he faces a maximum state prison term of 8 years, 10 months, and a fine of up to $240,000. Last week, an 11-year LAPD veteran, Robert Yanez, was arrested on suspicion of a half-dozen counts of workers' comp fraud stemming from a 2008 disability claim. The city of Compton sued Stephen Oconta, the city's former workers' compensation coordinator, and Aline Smith, a marriage and family therapist, to recover money they claim was overpaid. A jury found that the former city employee colluded with the therapist and another person in a workers' compensation overbilling scheme that cost the city about $900,000 over eight years. Oliver Carr Medical Management was also implicated. The city alleged that they collected nearly $700,000 from the city without seeing a single patient. Prosecutors said the company was a shell for a man named Emmanuel Ogbodo. Ogbodo, a defendant in the suit, did not contest the city's claim and had a default judgment entered against him. The total jury verdict was over $1.6 million. Galen Gentry, the attorney who represented the city at trial, was quite pleased with the results. The city's lawyers said Smith, who evaluated and treated city employees with workers' compensation claims through her company, Westchester Industrial Medical Services, fabricated invoices for services she did not provide. 
During the month-long trial, attorneys for the city presented dozens of employees who insisted they had not made the visits in question to Westchester or Oliver Carr. The defense had argued that the case was really about unscrupulous city officials trying to settle personal vendettas. Oconta's attorney, Michael Lotta, said he was surprised by the verdict because there was so little evidence against his client. Another scandal is brewing in the city of Bell. Former Bell Police Chief Randy Adams may collect millions of tax-free dollars from a law enforcement disability pension. Critics question his disability pension since he was able to participate in rigorous spinning classes and posting an impressive time in the Glendale downtown 5K dash. Nor did his disability stop him from noting on an April 2008 job application for the Orange County Sheriff that he enjoys skiing and has participated in the 120-mile Baker to Las Vegas relay run. Last year, when he signed on as Chief of Police in Bell, Adams struck a deal with Robert Rizzo, who was Bell's city administrator at the time. In that agreement, he was declared disabled the same day that he was hired. Under the arrangement, the 59-year-old Adams would receive a lifetime disability benefit whenever he decided to retire. Because of this agreement, he would not have to pay taxes on half of his $400,000-plus annual pension. His Bell retirement would be the third richest in the state's huge pension system. A workers' compensation claim that Adams filed in 2003 says that he twisted his back that year while packing up his office as Simi Valley Police Chief to take the same position in Glendale. The claim says the box-living mishap compounded cumulative job-related back injuries and that he later had surgery. In Glendale, Adams applied for and was granted a less lucrative retirement and claimed no disability. Glendale City Manager Jim Starbird told the Los Angeles Times that Adams had recovered from the back surgery seven years ago and was not disabled. Adams rescinded the non-disability Glendale retirement around the time he started at Bell. When Adams applied for Orange County Sheriff the year before joining Bell, he did not mention having any physical problems. Instead, Adams' application said that he enjoys jogging and snow skiing and has participated in the law enforcement Baker to Vegas and Special Olympics runs. If Adams had been offered the job, he would have had to show that he was physically capable of full-time work. After the Los Angeles Times reported this story last month, the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office announced it was investigating Adams in connection with the agreement. And in regulatory news, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger vetoed a proposed law that all disputes between an employer and a workers' compensation insurer be resolved under the terms of California law and in a California venue and forum. Under AB 2490, insurers would have been barred from requiring that arbitration disputes with California businesses be handled in other states. The proposed legislation would have applied to employers whose principal place of business is California. Schwarzenegger said in his veto message that the bill was unnecessary because there is no evidence of any problem. 
He also said that the bill had the potential to increase costs. The bill's sponsor, Assemblyman Dave Jones, says that the veto means California businesses are at risk of being dragged to other states to resolve disputes outside California law. Jones is the Democratic candidate for insurance commissioner. He wanted to protect California employers by ensuring that workers' compensation policies are enforced under California law and not subject to interpretation by other states. And in financial news, some 2,700 injured California workers, as well as the medical and other service providers for those workers, will not get paid unless there's a state budget in place soon. The Uninsured Employer Benefits Trust Fund and the subsequent Injuries Benefits Trust Fund are out of money after claims were more numerous or costly than expected. Employers statewide are assessed to cover claims within these two funds, and assessments are based on past claims experience. Susan Gard, the DWC Chief of Legislation and Policy, says the DWC did not assess enough money last year to cover all claims expenditures. Normally, the DWC can borrow the money from its own budget, but because the state budget has not been passed, there's no money to borrow. Of late, the funds have been paying out about $1 million a week. Collectively, the two funds currently are paying benefits to 2,700 injured workers. In addition to running out of money for the injured workers, the funds also will not be able to pay their doctors, translators, medical transportation, and other providers. The workers' compensation industry is continuing a downward underwriting performance trend according to new statistical analysis by AM Best Company. The industry had strong years going into 2005 and 2006, but the past three years have seen a steady decline in premiums affecting all 50 states. The deterioration was driven primarily by the downward spiral in premium volume. The AM Best Workers' Compensation Composites net premiums written plunged 14.6% to $12.3 billion in 2009, its lowest level since 1999. The composites' top line has fallen for five straight years, decreasing approximately 41% since reaching its high of $21 billion in 2004. The workers' compensation calendar year combined ratio of 111.2 in 2009 is up nearly 7 percentage points from 104.6 posted in 2008. The combined ratio is a measure of profitability used by an insurance company to indicate how well it is performing in its daily operations. A ratio below 100% indicates that the company is making underwriting profit while a ratio above 100% means that it's paying out more money in claims than it is receiving from premiums. The current national combined ratio of over 111% is very bad financial news for the industry. And in other news, Zenith announced that Paul Ramont has joined Zenith Insurance Company as Executive Vice President and Chief Underwriting Officer. Mr. Ramont has over 30 years of underwriting experience, including most recently as Vice President, Workers' Compensation, Product and Underwriting for Travelers Insurance Company. 
at Travelers, he had strategic and operational responsibilities for small and middle market guaranteed cost products, as well as for large, large loss sensitive accounts. Janet Frank, President and Chief Operating Officer of Zenith Insurance Company, was pleased with the news and welcomed him to her company. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPod, your iPhone, or iPad by searching for WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. And again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Please drop by again next week for more news.